This is Yoel's Hangouts Podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to the show. I truly appreciate the support. Welcome to Yoel's Hangouts Podcast. I'm your host, Yoel. I got a very special guest, uh, Shimon from No Room to Talk Podcast. What's going on, man? Hey, what's happening, man? Hey, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I think we, uh, I just listened to your most recent episode. I think uh, we got a little bit of similar styles. You know, we just, we just speak whatever, you know, comes to mind. We're not really tripping about, we're conscious of political correctness, I think, but we're just like, you know, you got to run it sometimes. You got to be honest. You know, that's, that's exactly what um, I think what we really need, like right now, like I think we've got like society has swung so far to the left that there's like no room for compromise now. It's either, you know, and I think comedy and humor just adds a little levity to the whole situation, you know, and like with so much that's going on and like the political scene and the social scene right now, it can be a little heavy. So I, I basically use this for like an escape. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not saying anything like, and that's, what's funny, right? Like you're, you're not saying anything. I'm not saying anything like, disrespectful or like you know flagrant or anything like that it's just be being genuinely honest about uh, how you feel and why you feel the way you feel and you know maybe it's not popular opinion like that is controversial and i think as you were saying like that's a very dangerous you know place to be in uh, absolutely um unless and, and, and again it takes you like when you fight so hard and people get so offended so easily, you dead the conversation. So there's no room for growth at all. It's just, that's it. You know, I have my side, you have your side, and then that's it. Um, but that's why we have difference in opinion. So people can have the ability to, you know, think and, and grow mentally. Uh, you know, you don't always have to be, like I said, I'm never married, like, to any of my ideas. Like, I'm open to debate, you know. Um, not, like, really trying to, like, change your uh, way of thinking, but just perhaps just give you an alternative um, viewpoint that you can um, use. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I just got a call and it just completely, okay, we're good. Wow, that was Apple. Apple's hand, <laughs> Apple's handy until it's just completely uh, but yeah, I agree. It's funny because you were like, I'm not married. And I was like, and I thought you meant you're not married as like a person. And I was like, well, I mean, I feel like based on the philosophy I've gotten so far, it sounds like you'd be do good in a marriage. Like, <laughs> you know, like, because a lot no, of the times you're married. Yeah. See, like a lot of the times, like, you know, we assume, I think there's a lot of assuming going on right now. A lot of people think they know the other side and they think they have their, you know, their shit locked in They're They know everything about the world. Their side is right. And it just like creates no room for growth because it's literally impossible to know what other people are thinking. You, we barely know what we're thinking ourselves. Exactly. I mean, like that's, um, that's kind of like the reason how it came apart the name for the podcast, like no room to talk because like you don't have any room to talk in society now. It's like, um, Hey, if you're not completely um, listening to like my liberal viewpoint, then, you know, the conversation's over. Hey, if you're not listening to my conservative viewpoint, Hey, conversation over. Like, for sure. And, and I think that's one of the things we have to get rid of is uh, identity politics. It's like so many people, it's tribalism. You know, how many people do you know are completely liberal and, and or completely conservative in the real world? I don't know many. 
yeah i don't either maybe on like instagram and shit and like you know all these like different platforms but in reality like you'll have a conversation you'll be like you know what like yeah like i think that actually that should be the case and you're just like where's that energy when like people are watching but you know not everyone's meant to be a leader so it's all good exactly and again like you said like um with social media itself it's like it's like a gift and a curse um because so many people um put like their whole reality around um social media and but you're only seeing a snapshot of that individual's life and of course you're only going to see the best parts of it you don't see what's going on an hour before or an hour after hey that house is rented hey that was just a vacation that i have to, <laughs> to go on this isn't like my every day you know it's yeah like one- it's funny you say that bro because uh i was just so one of my clients uh, that i do like photography and stuff for he he rented out this Airbnb, like a soup, like unreal nice Airbnb, like in San Diego. And we went out there and like, I took like Instagram, uh, like stories and stuff to show in the house. It's like an insane house. And, uh, and, uh, one of my, I shot for another client. They're like, man, like whose house was that? Like, that was crazy. Is that one of your like client's house? I'm like, Oh no, that was just like an Airbnb. Like we were just there. Literally, I was literally there for like a day and stayed the night and then went home. Like, but it's funny how, like, cause I didn't even really think about it, but you know, Instagram, like for me, I know the, you know, sometimes we know the inner workings and you know how things are perceived, but we forget like, Oh shit. Like if people don't have all the details, they're going to make assumptions that things, other people's lives are better and this and that, you know, Absolutely. Like, uh, that's one, like one of the main things I try to like instill in myself and like to preach to others is like, don't get so caught up in the rat race. Don't get so caught up in trying to keep up, um, playing somebody else's hand of cards. Like you have your own hand. Like that's what you have to play. And look, happiness is not in the material things. And I think that's another thing people get hung up on. It's like, I have to drive this kind of car. I have to wear these kind of clothes. You know, I have to be able to go out and splurge and, and just throw money. But I'm like, that shit's not real, you know, and, it, and it's not sustainable for actual living. I mean, and it's not like the ticket to happiness. Like, exactly. Exactly. Like, you're never happy because they're just things. You can always acquire things. But if you're trying to acquire things for happiness, then you have a hole that you're just trying to fill. But those material things are never filled that that hole or that that longing that you're searching for you know yeah and i think like people may not even have even felt like happiness or like love or community so like the only thing that they can chase is like that stimulation of that new thing and that rush you know people think like that rush is love that rush is you know because when you receive new things yeah there's a rush you get that new car you're on cloud nine for a little bit you know i'm not i'm gonna keep it real like when i get that new you know thing i've been trying to save up for like it's you know it feels good but then maybe a day later i'm you know back to normal so those are just things but um i want to kind of dive deeper into some of like kind of the talking points i got uh from your podcasting but uh right. for, first of all i want to just like get a background like where, where are you from right now like maybe give a quick background if you if you want right. well right now I'm, I'm currently living here in central virginia a uh, small little town called like Rockersville. you know wow. um yeah, central virginia. far from me bro <laughs> you know it's small way back but um you know army brat so you know i've, I've seen different places I've, I've been to, to europe i grew up in germany for several years uh upstate new york for several years out in the midwest so um 
which that's one of the things that I told people like well, like when I dealt with like racism, um, being in the military, being around so many different races and having different cultures at an early age, it was more shocking for me when I came home to live in the States to actually see with like, ah, blatant racism, like, ah, so American, I, you know, and, and that's what one of the things that I learned. So that was like a culture trip for me. Um, but yeah, like moved around all different types of places. Um, and another reason why I always had different kinds of friends, like um, super nerd, like, let me see some of the stuff I got playing like Gundam and video games, posters hanging all <laughs> over the wall. Um, you know, I was like chill with the, like, the metal heads. I was chill with, you know, the hacky sack dudes, you know, the slow rock, the hip hop, you know, I just like, I just enjoy people. And you know, I just, and that's always kind of like been me. Interesting. I think we got a similar uh, upbringing a little bit because I was born in Israel. And then when I was seven, I moved to, uh, like Portland, but I stayed out there for a while, but then my parents, they're Ethiopian. So I kind of got like different cultures. Also, we grew up in uh, like university housing, which is like uh, kind of like a graduate program, like housing where it's like, I had friends from like China, Costa Rica, like all of these different cultures yeah. at, at, at a very formative uh, age of like between probably like between third grade to like fifth grade. So my normal was just like all different types of people. So like, that's interesting that, that uh, you grew up in like a, a slightly, you know, similar way. Like, I think it does shape how me and you see the world. Absolutely, absolutely. And another thing that was like also starting to me that was very different from where I grew up. Like I said, I was around military families all the time. So um, I was always used to visiting friends, mom, dad in the household. Um, my father got out of the military, my circle of friends, I started to run into more broken homes of people who didn't have, you know, the, the full family unit, mother and father at home. So that was That's also because you got out of the military. Sorry. Yeah. Once my father got out and I started living back here in the States, gotcha. uh, off military uh, bases and just coming to like regular communities. I also, that was a big difference for me because most of my friends come from broken homes. I was like, my real close friends are probably only three families that the mother and father were actually stayed together. Mm. So I think that also shaped some of my views of how I see things as well. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's interesting. I think like, I don't, I mean, I think there's some theories as to why um, that is. And just like, I think part of it is just, you know, the sheer competitiveness of America you know, it, you know, it, it being hard to provide for your family and then, you know, how that can cause, you know, a parent to be away from their kids for, you know, their whole time when they're young. And then that causes dysfunction. I think it's also just like the culture of like, I don't need no man, you know, I can do this on my own. And like that, that perpetuates over time. Um, and like, I think there's a lot of causes, but I think like we're getting to a place where we're starting to see kind of the uh, repercussions. I know for sure I'm starting to see, like I I'm, I was blessed enough to have uh, both my parents uh, home, but I can see it kind of, um, you know, affecting, I can see how it can affect people in a negative way. And like the people that kill it and 
become like super successful without it. I'm like, wow. Like if my, if my dad wasn't in, in the home, I don't know where I'd be. I feel like I'd be like in jail. Like I was so reckless, so aggressive, so impulsive. So like just had like uncontrolled um, kind of like, I wasn't even angry. I was just like a kid with energy that did not want to listen to fucking anybody. Like, and I needed him to be like, Hey, like you need to shut the fuck up and like do this shit. Cause my mom sure as hell could not have done it. Like, no, and that, and that was like, it's funny uh, you said, like, the most hilarious thing is like, okay, so uh, my father, military man, uh, my mother is only 5'2". Yeah, and, my uh, mom's like the same height. <laughs> that was not going to happen. But the thing about it was like, like, you do not try this woman. Like, this, like, she was more the disciplinarian. Wow, uh, interesting. Like, to this day, like, I, I, at 43 um, years of age, I still don't curse around my mother you know it's like that type me, of thing. neither do i hell no that's that, that sounds like just like yeah that would not happen with me like in front of my parents now the amazing thing is like um that woman has a gift with the english language when throwing those four-letter phrases like it's like she is such a brilliant individual but curses like no other. It, it is oh, wow. it's amazing to see. Oh, she curses, but you can't. Oh, I I just can't do it in front of her. It just it, got it. I just all like immediately. You know, I, it, you're like quote unquote mama's boy. You always revert, um, you know, revert back to that time where like you just her little her little boy. So for sure, some of those mannerisms you bring back up when you're around your mom. So of course, I mean you, man, like 18 years with somebody, and you know you you to acting a certain way like you can't just undo yeah. it and there's no need to undo it you know your parents don't want to hear you you know doing some shit that might make them feel uncomfortable you know and god knows i gave him enough hell anyway so you know <laughs> for real no that's true that's true that's true um so i was wondering i was listening to your uh last podcast and you're talking about uh the WNBA. um what do you what do you think they need to do i i thought tracy mcgrady had a great idea See, and and he he did, and again, it it, it reverts back to that, and like, ladies, and do you want to fill them in actually before? Because for the people that haven't, okay, so um, Trace McGrady, um, NBA, um, he's have a career played with the Orlando Magic and moved on to the Houston Rockets. Uh, is now retired. Um, ESPN has a show, The Jump, you know, basketball centric. Uh, Rachel Nichols. Um, host does a great job on show. Like I, Rachel Nichols really knows her stuff and gets down on that show. But um, the WNBA, for those who don't know, the Women's Professional League, it's not great sports entertainment to watch. The the pace of the game, the style of the game. Um, and what Tracy McGrady brought up was perhaps maybe lowering uh, the rim from ten foot to uh, nine and a half foot. Perhaps maybe. Uh, any more like dunking or more aggressive play around the rim uh, to the women's game. And um, I believe it was uh, Brianna Stewart was completely opposed to that. And it's like, you know, and she brought up the point, like, do you watch, like, if I dunk, does that make me a better basketball player? And I don't, and for me, I understand because um, women have had a, a tough road uh, to toe for yeah. a long time. And they're always, I don't, when I say always, I don't want to make like complete blanket statements, but. Um, 
Let it rip, bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I mean, if my listeners aren't smart enough to realize when, like, at, obviously not every fucking person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. they, can, they, they can figure it out. Like, All right. So, this is the thing. We get it. Uh, they've made definite strides to prove that they are just as good. But we're talking about genetics and the way the human body is made for females and males. They're just completely different. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we, I think it would make it a little more spicier if they did have the ability. Because let's face it now, in all the dunks that you've seen in the WNBA, they, I was going to flat out say it, they're some of the most like, I just did it. You know, it's, it was, it's borderline a layup, yeah. uh, is what you're saying, because they're not really built to leap in the jump like that. And it's only the tallest of the tall players that are actually doing that. Yeah. And we're not saying, like, opposed to the NBA, the product that the WNBA is putting out, it's, it's nearly unwatchable. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it's a bit it it, people need to look at it as like a uh yeah like it it, and and I don't think this whole like oh you know we we practice shooting on the it's like listen I was in middle school middle school we shot I think we shot on an eight foot hoop like and and then we adapted and I was like okay this is a taller rim you if you're a shooter you will adapt quickly exactly that's that's not a good enough argument for me like it it really is not and um it's funny right when you started talking about it uh, I was thinking about softball. Like softball, not only is the ball bigger, but like I think the fence is closer. Yeah. And and I and I think to juxtapose like baseball and uh softball is really good because like it, dunks, we can compare dunks to hitting home runs because they happen kind of few once in a while, but it makes it exciting. It's good for the highlight, right? So yeah. like it, the only thing that gives baseball highlights is home runs. Let's keep it a hundred. Like let's keep it real. So like if you're taking, if you're putting the WNBA in a position where they can have more of those, you know, highlight, Oh, dunks, like maybe like instead of once a fucking year, I don't know what the pace is as far as dunks, but like, it's gotta be maybe less than that. Maybe like a couple times a game. And then you can show, Oh shit. Like she dunked. Like that's great for everybody. That makes it fun. You know, it makes it more watchable, and yeah, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to adapt for a little bit, but that's a small price to pay. I mean, for you know, long for the long term. Again, like I I brought this up. Like, when is the last time that oh, you're watching Sports Center and like the number one play is like from a, a women's WNBA game? Like, the only time you ever see them get exposure is like, okay, they won the championship. But again, I don't even know when the damn season started. I just like it's on. Like. Yeah. There's like I don't know like yeah. when it's on. It just seems to me it's always on, and it's always like at the end of the season. I was like, hope like shit. Like NBA just finished like two months ago. Why are y'all still playing? Like I like I don't know. And it's not to say like women shouldn't have their own league because when you really start thinking about it. As much money as the NBA actually loses on the WNBA, it wouldn't be hard pressed for them to say like, okay, like you know, if we don't see a return. Yeah, beggar, beggars can't be choosers. And I'm not calling them, you know, that's a generic, obviously, term. And I don't want to say that in a, you know, in a disrespectful way. But I'm talking business. Like, I'm a business person. I'm trying to think of it as like a business. Like, you have to, sometimes you have to make decisions you're not happy with 
for the best of the team in the business. Like that's just life. Like I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, they need to do something. They need to do something fast, especially, you know, during this quarantine, you got to make something happen. But, you know, even, uh, our podcasts, think about it. Like, like for me, I'm, I put these out in video form. Um, I can say like, oh, you know, um, just listen to it. You know, it's good. Or I can put myself in a position. What I do is I put all the highlights in the video. I put like a, a clip of the video in the beginning, like a highlight. And it makes people more interested and engaged. I could say like, why the fuck do I need to, you know, do this extra work of like, you know, making it more engaging and like doing all this like SEO stuff and, you know, making the thumbnail good. Like people should just watch it. Right. Because it's good. I'm a fucking genius. Right. (laughs) Like, honestly, like it's just like, but it's like, guess what? Sometimes you have to balance, you know, business and, and pleasure. Uh, You have to, because you have to really look at like, at the end of the day in business, like, what are we in this for? It's to gain revenue. Yeah. Now, it's not it, only about that, but let's keep it 100. It's not only about that, but you, you need it of in course. order to sustain. And, I mean, and it's just the WNBA is like, come on, we want you to have a league, but you have to give me a reason to, in, to invest. I mean, yeah. because you customers are always right. Exactly. That's a good point. You're, you're, yeah, you're bringing up like the viewer is not, doesn't give a shit about like, if the, if the data doesn't make sense, that it's done. Like, it doesn't matter. We can argue about this. We can say that's unfair. You know what? Like if they are, if, if they are losing viewership, then yeah, something needs to change. Absolutely. Like I, like I tell anybody, like I posed the question earlier, like find me one individual, just one who's watched an entire WWE <laughs> I feel like we, we sound like haters. <laughs> Not even trying to hate, but like, like, okay, look, like, yeah, no one, like, yeah, I don't, I've never, look, li- listen, and to be fair, I don't, I haven't watched a full game. I think I saw the finals of the NBA. I mean, the NBA and like basketball in general, um, like regular seat i actually had this conversation with one of my homies i had on the podcast is like i was like what is the last time you saw like a full game start to finish regular season and he was like i have actually seen a lot and it kind of fucked up my whole point but (laughs) but, uh but the point i was trying to make is well one i haven't in a long time and i feel like a lot of other people haven't either because they're long you know people are busy And uh, kids have ADHD. So like that, like in between is kind of just like, I don't know if I want to watch this full thing. But um, yeah, I think like things need to change regardless. I think there needs to maybe be less games, uh, maybe a little bit shorter, just things to make it more like exciting, you know? Yeah. And again, it's it's just like, I tried to watch one. Like I've literally tried to watch a game, but it's, it's, it's the pace is so much slower. The athleticism, to be fair, is not on the same at par. Well, it shouldn't be because, I mean, they're two entirely different things. And to be honest, I think the athleticism would look better if they lowered the hoop. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to try as hard. I mean, it literally, sometimes it's unbearable. I'm I'm just going to flat out say it. I'm sorry, ladies, but your game is somewhat trash. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, keep it a hundred because I, you know, I haven't 
listen, I haven't seen it either, so I'm not going to sit here and say that. No one has. <laughs> no one has. I mean, it's taking up airtime only because there are contracts. Like, if, if they didn't really want to, I mean, I'm sure it brings in some kind of revenue. I mean, there is some reason, but how much longer is that going to be sustainable? Yeah. yeah funny, this conversation was even happening. Like, I think it really came to the surface this last year, even before COVID. But COVID has really, I mean, COVID has just disciplined every business on earth and has been like, okay, any business, any part of whatever that isn't needed, you're out. So now it's like, there's real conversations happening of like, okay, like what, like we got to figure something out or else, you know, this is, this is done. But, you know, I mean, and like I said, a lot of industries have, because of COVID now have learned how to work leaner, you know, yeah. and when things do open up, if they ever do, um, <laughs> what? That's, that was one of my questions too. Like, what do you <laughs> think, what do you think, do you think there's going to be a, t- like when people are like, yeah, this, th- for some reason, people that I've talked to, they think that like, once this new year hits, it's like, everything's open. Like it's fucking Mardi Gras. Like I'm like, dog, I, I'm not going to hold my breath. Bro, it's the thing is how easily people are, will just say and just have this, like this magic time on their head where like it's going to flip. 2021, bro. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, 2021 is just the continuation of 2020. Like here, the, the biggest problem, especially in this country, because we've seen how proactive um, when this epidemic started hitting other countries, how proactive they were. And I think it's the sheer, like, what is that? What is the word that I'm actually looking for? The arrogance of like American people not to take the necessary steps to like protect themselves. And that's why I believe that we're still in the situation that we are now, mm. you know? And like I said, the whole mass debate, like, it's, I thought that was political. So it was hilarious. Ridiculous. That's when I. That's when I really hit the like. Oh wow. Okay. I really don't give a fuck anymore now. If this is really some corny ass political shit, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it's so funny. I was like, oh, I started to have like some pattern recognition of who was wearing masks, who wasn't, why they were doing it, why they weren't, and I was like, oh, interesting. That's really corny and really weird. Like, yeah. the fact that it, like, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, you don't. But the fact that I can choose between two people that have like a profile picture of wearing it and I know what they belong to and people that aren't and know who, like, hilarious. It, it is. And it, the whole thing is, okay, again, like I said, if you're not wearing your mask, you know, I'm not going to like, because I think that's also the wrong thing to don't engage people like this because it's like, again, it's not the time to be trying to run up on people. Like, look, you have your stance and that's fine. Uh, and we all appreciate you for being proactive. Someone doesn't want to wear their mask. Look, you're already not changing their mind. They're embedded. Like yeah. th- that is who they are. Um, I will judge you, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? but I'm I'm not going to engage you because it it does no point because you've already. It's not my business. It's yeah. your life. Like you're like, oh, you're infecting other people. It's like, nigga, I could have stayed at home if I wanted to, but I didn't. I went outside. I took the risk. And the one of the risks is people that aren't wearing a mask. And guess what? That's life. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's, it was so funny because um, I remember flipping uh, through the channels uh, last year, uh, probably around uh, during the summer. And uh, I was watching a Formula One race and it was over in uh, Beijing. And I'm like watching the citizens walk around. I'm like, wow, like, everyone's wearing a mask. I'm like, that's 
man, that's crazy. And a little bit like was this? Uh, it was in Beijing, in China, uh, where they had like Formula One. Uh, what race. year was it? Uh, just last year. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I thought it was weird too. And I, yeah, saw like, I was like, dang, they got some fucking nasty shit over in China. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I was like, fuck, China's nasty. If they got to wear a mask, that pollution must be crazy. I'm so glad right. I'm in America. <laughs> little did we know. Little did we know. A few God, short months. God got pissed and was like. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like, what? Uh, you, you tough? Okay. All right, here you go. Sit back. Uh, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. for real. Oh, okay, yeah. back. All right, see what I can cook up for you. Like, no, I got this. I got this. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, like the amazing thing is like, you know, but on the other side of this, what I think um, a lot can be learned from this about like, especially about like yourself, uh, you know, uh, that's why another thing I try to kick the people is like right now it's the ultimate time, like do something for yourself, something like that inspires you, something that you want to like build for yourself. Cause you got time now. Most, like, most of you got, a lot of time because there's not a whole lot of extracurricular stuff to do. Yeah. So we got invested because mm-hmm. like nothing is more valuable than time, and time is something that you never get back. So why don't you spend it in yourself? Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree. Yeah. I agree 100. And look, you got nothing to lose. Like you realize that this shit could turn sideways any second. So I think like people need to wake up, be like, whoa, like I was sleepwalking. I wasn't disciplined. I wasn't working on my dreams this, whatever it may be, this woke people up and was, was like, okay, like, let me actually like make some moves towards what I want to do. Um, so I, th- I think from last time I checked, Biden was going to be essentially, I mean, it looks like he's going to be the next president. Uh, what do you think that will change? Because I don't really know, but people like uh, my roommates, my friends have like talked, they're like, oh, you know, when this, when Biden gets elected, like it's going to get shut down even harder and we're not going to be able to do anything and all this. And I'm like, I, I don't know. So I just, I'm asking everyone I know. I, I, I truly don't know. Like, okay, what cool. Next, next, <laughs> <laughs> next subject. I have no idea. <laughs> like, um, like, it just, like, it escapes me. <laughs> okay, cool. Perfect. You're in the same boat I am. On to the next, I guess. Um, what uh what did you play any uh, sports growing up? Uh like Bo- you have a Boston hat, you like baseball? Oh uh, yeah, baseball. Um because I hate the Yankees because my father's a Yankees fan. So I was like, uh, what team do you like? You like the Yankees? Like, what team do you hate? Like Red Sox. So I was like, you got it. So why? <laughs> just 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 the juxtaposition. Got it. Fair enough. You want your own identity. Yeah, I'm not gonna rock with you like now. That's enough. Like you gave me the looks. That's that's enough. That's all I'm taking from you. Everything else is mine now. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but yeah, growing up, um, play a little football, um, play a little basketball, try to run track until I realized there was so much running involved in track. Uh, yes. Go figure. Uh, that tends to happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, literal like running miles every day after school. I was like, you know what? It's probably not worth it for me. Yeah, you got to love it. Like, I don't really, like, I was a thrower, but that was fun, you know? You just fucking throw shit. Because uh, my thing was like, all right, you could take two field events, but you had to take that one track event. And I was like, ah, damn. So I, I took hurdles. There you go. They look cool. Didn't realize there was so much, like, uh, mind-body connection. connection that you needed to um, to run hurdles. And I was like, okay, maybe I made a mistake here. Um, but that was pretty cool. Uh, football. Definitely loved playing football. What position? Never to play offense. Uh, play defensive end. Got it. Uh, 
I was DN yeah. in middle school. I, I, I love playing football. So, so like a first player friend, like first time you ever see like a dislocated like joint, you're like, ah, like it's real out here. <laughs> and I, uh, a friend of mine like really got injured. Uh, I think like second game of the season. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, which was crazier, like, because it was a uh, JV team, and we had traveled to play this other team. It's like the boys were getting off the bus, and they're like huge guys, like full beards, bro. Full like, beards. Yeah, we're like, hey man, they got like, a wife and kids, like already. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know, they're you know, like, like they're janitors at the school. You know, like, after they do that, they the keys, <laughs> clean up the locker room. Um, but it, it was like, what in the hell? I was like, dude, like. Like Mike just barely has a mustache. This dude's like, you know, these are full grown men, and uh, they beat the hell out of us and and, and really jacked one of my friends up uh, in the process. So that's when you really realize, like, ah, oh, like sports. This might not sports. be for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, you, I uh, I did uh, football for a little bit, but then like I didn't want to work out. I had no desire to work out back then, and I'm Ethiopian, so I had to work yeah. out, and I had to work out probably more than most people had to work out. But I was just like, man, I don't want to work out. I just want to go to practice, maybe catch some balls, you know, score yeah. some touchdowns. But they were like, high school football is life. And I was like, man, this is corny. Like, I think, like, traveling the world made me realize, like, it's not that serious. Like, which was a good and a bad thing, yeah. you know, because it made me kind of, like, not give a shit about, like, small things and, like, things that other people might have been, like, their life. Like, I grew up in a small town, like, for, like, for um, middle school and high school and like sports was such a big deal and like you know like these little things you know that for me I was like I don't give a fuck like oh yeah see and um one one of the things I noticed is like one of the sadder things to see is like that father that is like still trying to relive his glory days like through his son it's like 90 percent of the dads really and his son really doesn't even enjoy what he's doing, but it's like, nah, hey, you got to get out here. And that's because it's everything. That's yeah. everything to that. Like, he has nothing. He might be working on the fucking, like, law. He might be a logger. And, like, all he has is to see his son, you know, get to the next level. And yeah. And, 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 and stuff like that, it breaks people. Like, I have like, relationships, it breaks, yeah. You know, you you go to having you're like, oh, they must have like a great relationship. You know, that dad and son, and little do you know, that son hates his dad. Like he yeah. can't stand the fact that his dad doesn't see him. He sees what he used to be. You know, instead of seeing you know his son for the individual that he is, he's still trying to gain that glory through his child. Which, like again, I've seen that, and that like that's a definite problem people have because like. God, my dad wasn't like that. Like my dad barely like saw me play. Like he was like, yeah, my dad didn't give a shit. He's like, how are your? He's like, how are your grades? He's he's like, okay, cool. Like I don't care about like. Do you need anything for this these sports? Like because I don't care. But if you you know you need like money for pads and shit, (laughs) I don't really like. Yeah, like I think uh, it's important to let you know he like say you know, you had a dad that forced you to do football. You might be a six at football, but say you want to be a violinist. You might've been like an 11, 12, yeah. 20 at a, at a violin, but people don't really want to look at their kids objectively. Like I know a lot of, um, a lot of my 
like my cousins, aunts, uncles, like they have a similar mentality in the sense of it's very immigrant type of like, um, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a engineer, you're going to be, you know, yeah, usually those two, like, and it's funny right. because I, because I uh, watched this, uh, my cousin, he actually is starting a, a nonprofit and, and they go around and ask the kids in the village in Ethiopia and they're like, Hey, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was engineer, doctor, doctor, engineer, engineer, doc. And I was All like, right. because they don't think that anything else, one matters, two is respected, three, there's an opportunity for, but the thing is that same mentality when you grow up on that and then you come to the U S where that might not even really map. And right. you, you, a lot of the parents, they'll indoctrinate their kids, my cousins, into you have to do this, you have to do this. And some of them, their parents still live in Ethiopia, so they don't know the current American climate. Like for right. me, like I'm, I'm starting a business and like it's going and it's progressing. But, and my parents, you know, thank God they, you know, they didn't understand, they weren't happy, but they said, you know, I get that you want to do this. I support you. And uh, like, that's a unique thing. They were unique in that sense. I know a lot of people that even if you think it's just an American thing, um, it's like a every it's what you grew up on and what's respected, what the market says, what you felt like you could do. It's hard not to put that on your kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, it takes it back to like, um, what is it? Is it like nature and nurture? Uh, you know, like what is the, like the driving force behind like, um, what like shapes your earliest thoughts or like your values of what's important, uh, what you should be doing. And it basically comes from like the first people that you respect, but it's like your mother and your father, you know, and that can like be a ton of pressure too. Like, you know, the other way, like, Hey, you know, you gotta do this. You know, you should always like, I would like for you to be this, but if you have a love for something else and you have a genuine, you know, you something that draws you do it you know and, and i think that's one of the things like i think people are starting to realize now it's like okay maybe i don't have to go to this four-year college um maybe i don't have to intern here maybe i can just get out here and focus on myself and just grind and, and build my own brand like from the bottom up you know it doesn't always have to be you know climbing that same like corporate ladder you know that educational ladder you know, there are, there are different ways now of doing it. But like you said, when that's when you've been indoctrinated in that, that form of thinking, you don't really see what's to the left or right because, you know, you just got those blinders on. Like, hey, I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, and, and honestly, like, it's funny you mentioned nature and nurture. I had like three psychologists on the show like a couple shows ago. And we had like a pretty good discussion and they were like, they were like, were telling me about like nurture and like how like sometimes biology is like the root, you know, cause and they were recommending like a book or whatever, like I still haven't read it, but um, it, it, it's funny because sometimes the temperaments that your parents have, you tend to pick up, right? Like right. say my parents are um, both engineers um, you know, I might have an engineer's mind of observing something, wanting to know how it works, fixing it, solving problems, you know, like, 
But the thing is, in a new world, that job might not, me applying that skill, that job might be a little different than being an engineer. I might be a data analyst. I might be a, a coder. I might be this or that. I might be an entrepreneur that wants to solve these problems, make money. Like, I think that that's the, the, tier, to the tyrannical mindset of these parents that say, oh, you have a, this type of temperament. Okay, you're going to be an engineer. That's the mistake. Not this is what you are good at. Let's see based off the current economic you know, job market, what makes the most sense to you and what you enjoy and apply that mentality to that. I think that's where we need to be. Exactly. Because like you can, like, just, just like you were saying, like you may have like the mind of an engineer, but let's, you know, like, let's flip that script and use that same knowledge, but apply it differently, which you can like, who knows what that would entail for you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't only have to be, okay, you think a certain way, but that certain way of thinking can be used in a various different fields. Yeah. So do that, you know, because perhaps, yeah, you, you're good at engineering, but it doesn't drive you, yeah. you know? And, and uh, do you, you've probably seen people like this, like they go into a job, they do the job, they're good at it, maybe money at it, but they hate it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not even anything they really have to work for, you know, because yeah. you know they're good. At it. it comes to them, but they don't get any fulfillment out of it. And I think that's one of the things that you know people also forget. It's like, okay, yeah, I have a, a really good job. I make this amount of money, but I'm not being fulfilled. You know, and, and that also leads to like an emptiness in some people because you can see that happen as well. Yeah, and you stay in it sometimes out of just clinging onto your ego or want not wanting to let your family down, you know, the list goes literally on and on. Like one of my, uh, my friends and one of my clients, he, uh, he used to be a lawyer. He went to school to be a lawyer. And then he was like, man, I can't do this anymore. Like you have to be built like a certain way. This is his words. You have to be a built a certain way to want to do that day in and day out. So he's just like, okay, cool. I'm going to, you know, now he has like a massive life insurance agency. He's waking, making a shit ton of money. And uh, yeah, like, I think uh, it's funny. My cousin, love love the kid, uh, ne- uh, different cousin than the, the nonprofit one, but he wants to be like a corporate lawyer. I'm like, Cuddy, you don't know what the <laughs> fuck you are talking about. Yo, you <laughs> he's, like 19, he's like 19 years old. He's talking to me. Yeah, man, I want to be a corporate lawyer. That sounds so cool. Uh, I'm like, one, there's nothing cool about that. No, not Other at than all. what your parents might say that because it's stable and you'll make pretty good money, but um, you can be, you can make money and be happy and like what you do. I don't really, especially with the amount of options there are out there, access to jobs, you know, build a network. If you're smart and you put yourself out there, you know, you'll figure it out. But, you know, sometimes, you know, these kids or just society kind of indoctrin- indoctrinates you and parents mm-hmm. to do what they feel like his best and your like perception and your decision-making is all fucked up. You don't even know what you want. That's a dangerous place. Absolutely. It's being a corporate lawyer. Like if you enjoy beating the hell out of like the little guy, like just because that's what you're there for. Like, yeah. To cease and assist all these little fuckers that are just trying to figure it out. No, you're, you're <laughs> going to smash. Like that's what, like, that's the only time corporate lawyers get involved. They're like, Hey, like make this go away. And like, yeah. you know, that's what you're there for, you know? And granted, like you said, you'll make a lot of money, but you're going to see behind so many curtains. Like, with, hey, if you can live with that and you can sleep well at night, then, hey, God bless you. But <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think, I mean, it's good to look, 
and look, you know, especially he's in school, he's not going to leave school. It's good to have a target, you know, for a lot of people, like it's good to say, yeah. okay, like I want something I want to understand. I want to apply law in a business setting. Cool. That's a great thing to know regardless, but don't get so fucking emotionally attached to the, you know, that job because you know, things change. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, you may see some things that like give you a whole different perspective or like, okay, I, this was my perception or what I presume. How many jobs, how many jobs have you had in your life? I've had a lot. I've had a bunch. <laughs> what? I've had a bunch. Yeah, like, exactly. It, and, and, and it's funny how many of those you we've gone into thinking it's this way and it's yeah. complete opposite. And you're like, wow, I fucking don't want to do this at all. Oh, a, a ton of times you you get involved and you like and, you, and 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 that's the thing. I like I worked with like different jobs where like it was small, and it, like it was small and it got bigger, so things change. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, like everybody's like, ah, oh, it used to be so much cooler, but yeah, because there's less liability <laughs> for the company. Mm-hmm. But now, as the company's gotten bigger, it's more public. They are more liable, so and force they have it's to, less fun, less exactly. risks. Yeah, percent. And 100%. That's because, again, corporate lawyers, like, <laughs> nobody wants to have to deal uh, with having litigation because, like, of, like uh, he said, from a, uh, a former employee, because that's nine times out of ten, that's where it comes up, you know, in some form of, uh, you know, lawsuit against the company. What are you doing uh, now for work? Uh, right now, I work for a um, t-shirt, screen printing uh, company. Oh, that's dope. I have a little uh, clothing line. We, oh, yeah, we do we do it we manufacture out of um china oh, <laughs> we okay. do it cheap there's a little bit of a delay but um <laughs> it's all good it's all good no that's that's definitely what's up like um one thing for me is like that's why I, i'd always wanted to um do a podcast like and it had been something on my mind for a long time i didn't just got to that point where it's like why am i just not even just doing it like you don't need a, an elaborate setup to even get started. So yeah. let's go ahead and let's do it because like I said, I have a lot of dumb thoughts that just come to me. And I was like, you know what? If you want to hear it, you hear it. If you don't, you don't. But I'm going to get these thoughts out. Because I like it. I like it. <laughs> I appreciate I, it. I wish, and listen, this is your fucking show and please do not get mad at me. I hate when people tell me what they think of the show, <laughs> what I could improve and all that shit. So keep, I'm, 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 I'm over okay. to it. I actually would prefer no background music. My opinion, listen, my okay. one person's opinion. I just want, I think you have a phenomenal radio voice. And I think that that is plenty. And you're not, you're not like one of those people that like takes a pause and like, you know, you can keep people engaged. And I think the background noise or like the background uh, music is a, a bit distracting. My opinion. Hey, I, 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 like I said, I'm That's here. I'll take notes. I haven't like, this is just my first go round. I, I mean, I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying, like, you know, um, I think you can kill it. You know, I appreciate that. Like, I'm saying, I'm trying to, like, that's why I reached out. Like, when you reached out, I was like, I'm like, oh, snap. I was like, yo, anytime. Like, absolutely. Like, that's I was fun. like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I let people know, like, above all else, like, hey, anyone's heard me, you know, my loving word, retard, like, that I'm, I'm, that's a hill that I'm going to die on. Like I, I, you probably I, will. Because, like I said, when I use this word, <laughs> I stay. I stay away from it. Yeah. Oh, but I, I hate to say it, but when I use it, I don't. I, of course, I never mean of anybody who's dealing with 
you know, an element. The word to me means someone you have perfect sense and you still choose to go out and do something far left. So you're a retard. Like you did that. And that's to me. And, and I understand, no, for sure. you know, people. Listen, we had this conversation uh, like not too long ago at uh, one of my client's offices. And I was like, and we were talking about the N word and we were talking about how like words um, only have the meaning that we decide that they do because exactly. words are just fucking noises. Like, right. Like at the end yeah. of the day, they're just noises and they only mean something based off of what we all agree they mean. And, uh, and one of the, uh, cause one of my, me and my homies, you know, we're both black. I'm like, Hey bro, what up nigga? Like, we're just like fucking around, you know, like we're not saying it maliciously. And uh, one of our, one of the other guys, one of the other agents, he's black too. And he was like, we're, we had a little bit of whiskey, you know, it's a laid back, uh, <laughs> you know, we're all homies. So it's like, not that serious. He's like, yo, well, you're a smart guy. <laughs> and, uh, that's when I knew it was going to, he's going to say some shit that's going to annoy me. It was like, you're a smart guy, man. And it just makes me look, make you, makes me not think that you're smart or, you know, you're not wise when you say that word. And I was like, Hmm, thank you for your opinion. I'm going to keep saying it. Like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, exactly. He's like, but I don't think you understand the history of that word. And I was like, no, I actually understand pretty well. And I've been kind of brushing up on it the past like six months. And actually I know a good amount more than I, you know, thought I did. And right. You know, you never know at all, of course. Um, And, uh, and I, and, and uh, he was like, well, no, I just, and I was like, look, like when we say it, there's an understanding we're both black. We both have been called it before. We both understand what that word means to us. There's an understanding that it's not malicious and it's not with those that history attached to it. There's a social understanding, right? Absolutely. And, uh, and he was like, and I gave him like a couple of analogies. And the first one was um, say today, right? There was a white bathroom and a black bathroom. And I just went in the white one because I don't give a fuck. It's 2020. I do what I want and you know, I don't care. And then he stopped me and he's like, Hey, are you really going to use that white people bathroom? Like, do you know what they did to us? You're really going to validate and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That bathroom. <laughs> and I'm be like, yeah, bro, I need to piss. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. And like, that's the first analogy. The second one, I was like, look, like, when two people are talking and there's like a foundation of respect or there's a foundation of um, an understanding of each other, like me and that homie I said the N word with, like we're tight. Like we've been through shit together. Like he was like the first person I knew when I moved to LA and uh, we can say whatever the fuck we want to each other, like disrespectful shit, like fuck. And it's not offensive because there's that foundation and understanding where we know how we're each other is coming off and the energy behind it. When, if someone else said to me what he might say to me, that's a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, sometimes we're able to say things to people based off context and the thing that we have in common that we're not able to say to someone else and other people can't say to us. That's just communication. And that's just how people are. Men are honestly. Oh, absolutely. Because like I said, like, okay. Um, you and I, for instance, we, we've just met. I'm not going to come to you and be like, ah, come on, nigga, you know what I'm like? 
I don't like that myself. I don't feel like we've gotten to that point yet where I'm comfortable. Like I wouldn't be like offensive because obviously you're black, but if you're white and said that, it would be a massive problem. But exactly. I know already, like you've you know you're black. I'm black. Like you know, it's not yeah. like an issue. Yeah. You know, or like my friends, like when we're together, like they can say something. I'm like, well, you shut the fuck up with your stupid ass. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that, like that right there. You can say that, and they know. Oh, I'm just like saying, I hey, you just said some wild stuff right now. Hey, what are you talking about? It's not like, hey, you know, you really offended me. Like, what? Like, no. Sometimes let's go outside. Like, let's exactly. That's the way. Like, and I get it. Sometimes people hear it in the way we talk. And they're like, oh, why do you talk like that? Like, we're amongst friends, and like all people, mannerisms, choices of words, use of slang is different. Yeah, it's just that because they feel like, oh, you're using that word. Can't everybody use that word? Why is it okay for you guys? Like you talk differently amongst your friends, and you and, and that's just how people communicate. Not everything is logical. You know? No, and that's okay. Yeah, there's like there's tons of irrational feelings about things. It's not even irrational. It's just not logical. It's not objectively yeah. logical. Things have an inner meaning as to why they make sense. Yeah, like and people sometimes, don't respect that because sometimes the only answer is because like yeah. you, you can't. Yeah. It's like cause my mother, my mother hates it. Like when I'm around and she sees me with my boys and like, hey, nigga, what are you talking about? And she's like, I can't believe you use that word. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, and I'm sure it means something way different to her. A hundred percent different. hundred percent different. I mean, like, um, like even for me, like the first time, like, <laughs> like I told a story on uh, uh, one of my previous podcasts. Um, there's a place down in um the Tidewater area in Virginia. And we were riding around top down, you know, just chilling. But it had been known to be one of those types of like racist pockets mm-hmm. um, in the Tidewater. And guys rode by and they were just like, niggers, like hard ER. Oh, wow. Weird. I had never experienced racism like that before because I had spent so much time overseas. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was palpable. Like, like on the outside, I was fierce. I was like, Yo, let's get them. But like on the inside, I was just like, huh. Like, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> you know? So I, 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 like, if someone were to say, like, how come, you know, it means like that if I were to say it, but you guys can say it, it just does. Yeah. And, like, and tone and intent is important. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. It's everything. Like, especially with Black people and Africans, like, we go off of what, like what like are you trying to say here? What's yeah. your vibe and what's your energy behind it rather than necessarily like this logical words are fucking, you know, mean exactly the same in all contexts. Like And again, it like goes back to like where we started earlier. It's like we're like so far removed from, you know, people using their own critical thinking. Like you're yeah. always ready to jump, ready to be offended, and rather say, Okay, this is what I heard. This is what I feel like they meant okay i can move on no it's just like i'm gonna take what i heard that offends me and that's it i'm not gonna look at the context of how it was said where it was said who it was said to i'm just gonna go with this because it offends me yeah and why why are we like there if, hey if the way i choose to talk amongst friends that really bothers you man your life must be sweet because you don't have any other problems that you have to deal with Man, that's yeah. America, though. We really don't. <laughs> like, it's funny. I was talking to uh, my homie, 
and we were like, look, like the fact that you're, you could not have a job, not have a home and be able to go on the side of the road and just, you know, shake a cup and make like a hundred bucks that day, just from like getting donations. If you're homeless, you're blessed and not, not in a disrespectful way to the homeless people in America, <laughs> but in Africa, if you're homeless is way different. That is a fucking struggle. And like, look you know not to be insensitive but we're even at the worst in america we're like very fortunate oh absolutely like i mean and that's one thing like you you want to see like real poverty like real struggle like you need to take yourselves like some of these small uh back in the woods in the bush you know like when you have to walk literally hey you want drink clean drinking water guess what yeah. you have to walk your ass down to where you have to get the water and then bring it and carry it back and not being pumped to you like you yeah. have to you know what i mean like oh you want to eat tonight good luck go out there and bring something back you know yeah. that, that's real struggle like and that's every day that's just not hey and and the craziest thing like a lot of these types of things americans do them as vacation isn't like, it oh, hey you know we went roughing it and we hey, we took a trip Let's go camping the fuck no this is life for some people and you can do it as like a weekend you know what i mean that's so funny because i always think about why i don't like camping and hiking and shit and i was literally like maybe it's because i literally like don't want to do that like my parents, didn't, my parents didn't take me out of you know ethiopia to fucking live on the ground again like that sounds horrible see and like again like i say like i say things and it's gonna come off sometimes it's insensitive but i like sometimes you just drop something on somebody and it's like just perfectly point you know and like my wife was like uh we had took a trip um went to the um smoky mountains in tennessee and i was like i don't have wi-fi i was like fuck is going on like i don't have wi-fi she was like what do you mean like um can't you just make it i'm like no that's why i pay all this money so i have wi-fi so i don't have to live like a peasant it's like that's why i spend all this money wi-fi like, or lte like oh um lte that's right, lte like, data got it stuck in the middle of these mountains got it's it. like i pay all this money not to have it <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just like that it's that type of thing but in someone's reality that's their every day like they don't even do what internet? What what what, do you, what is the internet? You know, yeah. like I'm just hoping the sun came up today. <laughs> I mean, everything's extra, man. If you have shelter, food, like family, like I mean, I want to be successful, but it's really some extra shit. Like I really don't give a fuck. I'm happy. Reg- I'm just like as happy now as I was when I was fucking didn't know where I was gonna pay how I was gonna pay rent. You know, all this shit. Like this is just fun. Like it's just a game. America is just like you know, going to that next, next level or like wanting that. And like, it's really not that serious. Like it's not yeah. going to make you happy. It's funny. We kind of circled back around. That was cool. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, check out his, check out his show. Uh, no room to talk with Shimon. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Any hey man, I appreciate it so much. Peace. Yeah, no problem, man. Peace out guys. And that is the UL's Hangout Podcast, guys. Thanks for coming along. If you can, please leave a five-star review on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. That would be lovely. Uh, leave a comment as well. We, we really appreciate that. Thanks.